Hey guys, it's Nick. And Gator. And we just wanted to uh, do a little public service announcement before the episode starts. A PSA, as it were. Indeed. That uh, today is the final day to sign up on MyMonthlyCigars.com for the uh, uh, October boxes. And so you want to make sure you head on over to My Monthly Cigars, sign up for the October boxes. Because? Because a couple random people will have exclusive Cigar Pulpit shirts inserted with their cigars. And it's going to be randomized. It'll be totally randomized. It's only going to be a couple of you, but you can only win one of these uh, shirts that I believe, I think Nick said that he's going to send them to us so we can sign them. I, I believe that is the I case. I think they're going to be... We have au- not seen these shirts. We have not seen these shirts. They're I'm gonna a be, little scared. They're going to be autographed, totally exclusive T-shirts that you can only win by signing up for MyMonthlyCigars.com for, I think it's October and November that you get these. Is it but both months? I think it's both, but you're going to want as many opportunities to win as you can. Amen. So make sure that you take time today, Tuesday, September the 15th, make sure you take time today to sign up it's for the, the October day. boxes. It is the it's last the day. It's the last day. the last day. So it's your he- chance to win, guys. And make sure you use that offer code PULPIT. P-U-L-P-I-T. For free shipping on your first box. Yeah, so hey, stay tuned for the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me as always... Oh, it's Gator. And on the line, we have a couple of special guests. We have... Emmanuel and Jen Morales of Morales Cigars. How are you guys? We're doing good. Pretty good over here. We're good. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing good. So we want to thank uh, Emmanuel and Jen for coming on. They sent us a couple of their cigars, and we're going to be smoking those on the show here. And so, Jeff, why don't we go ahead and get started there? There you go. Let's do that. So Beautiful looking stick. I love the band. Thank you, We have a couple of different offerings here for Morales. Jeff is going to be smoking the uh, the Habano. Yes. And I have the Maduro. Um, Emmanuel, would you be uh, so kind as to kind of give us a little bit of uh, information, a little background on these cigars? Just kind of tell us what we're smoking. Sure, sure. So the Habano, the gold label cigar, um, it's actually called the 1205. Um, the date was actually when me and my wife met. Genesia. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, so that's so it was a month and a year. So it's kind of when everything started. So that's the origin of everything. So that's what we got again. Um, as far as the blend itself, the all Dominican. It's a medium, medium to full. Um, to me, you know, with a, I, I get this from a lot of Habano sticks. Um, maybe a little bit of pepper in the beginning, maybe the first inch or so, and then it kind of smooths out afterwards. Um, that's actually what me and Jenny are smoking right now as well. We're smoking the 1205 in the Robusto size. Okay, cool. So the Maduro, um, is called the 803. That is the area code from Columbia, South Carolina, where we're at now. Um, cause we originally met back in 2005, we were living in New York. And when we really got into cigars was when we moved down to Columbia. So... Um, that's why we named that one the 803. Just kind of, you know, pieces of our history, of our personal history that kind of is coming along with us. And is, uh, so it's a Maduro wrapper. It's a full body cigar. Um, not super strong, but it's, it's pretty smooth. Uh, it's got a Brazilian Arapicapa wrapper, Dominican binder, 
and Nicaraguan and Dominican filler. Fantastic. Well, Jeff, why don't we go ahead and uh, get these cut? And uh, let me guess: the cut's brought to us by Riverman Cigar Company. The cut is brought Crestwood, to us, Missouri. Uh, it is brought to us by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Our man Dan over there, we're having a great time with him, hanging out over at the lounge and enjoying all the variety of cigars that he has to offer, from $3 to $100. He has that 1,500-square-foot covered patio out front for everyone to buy your cigars, sit out front, and hang out and have a good time. Social distancing at Social distancing, but, you know, the, cigars. but the weather has been very pleasant, and, uh, you know, it's been a good... Uh, Good time to sit outside and enjoy some cigars at, at Riverman. And let's not forget that he also carries a wide variety of budget bundle cigars. He's cultivated that, so he's proud of the fact that he can offer something for everybody to, you know, supplement their cigar budget a little bit and get that dollar cost average down so you can still enjoy the good stuff, but at the same time, um, you know, get more smoking in. So, when you're in the St. Louis area, swing by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And if you don't live in the St. Louis area, but you still want to support a brick and mortar, reach out to Dan at Riverman Cigar Company, and they can do a mail order box for you and get you a smoking in no time. So with that, it's time that we go ahead and cut the cigar. I prematurely cut. I know. I know. <clears throat> you and everybody else probably heard it because I could hear the cut in yeah. the background. There, I cut so. during the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff is and, and pre- just, prematurely cutting the just cigar. Just rage on your face when I did it. You can't even possibly wait until it's time to actually properly I wanted to get cut. to the cold draw. Okay. Well, what are you getting on the cold draw? You have the Habano. So what are you getting on the cold draw over Getting there? a sweetness. Is it sweet? Yeah. There's a lot of sweet on it. Hmm. Here, you want to taste it? No. <laughs> You've just been licking all <laughs> over it. <laughs> no. Um, we don't do that here. We don't do that. There you go. Well, see, you guys are at least married. So, I mean, you know, you, I can kind of, I don't, I wouldn't do it, but you can kind of understand you guys. But Jeff and I, there's. I'll, I'll dig through an ashtray and pick is, up a is, butt. I'm is, not proud. As many implicators, you know, <laughs> rumors and whatnot might be out there. There's there's absolutely no connection between Jeff and I here. So No, none. Anyway. You could do worse. It's funny that you say that because. do a lot like, better. When me and my wife go to lounges and we're trying different cigars, you know, we always want to try different things. Um, you know, she'll smoke mine, I'll smoke hers. I mean, that we we have that. And then we kind of pair up our cigars. We'll say, okay, well, you try that one because I want to try that one too. And I, you want this one. And it's kind of cool back and forth. That is kind of cool, actually. It lets you guys... Uh Smoke you know, the, double the cigars at the same the, time. The problem thing, is, you know? Nick says it's cool, but every time I've tried to do it, he throws a fit. I'm not into you that way, Jeff. <laughs> Just not into you that way, buddy. Now, I will say my ex-wife, Kristen, and I do that a lot. That's a whole nother weird we'll story. we right cigars, there. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole nother hey, weird Sometimes story. you get along better after the divorce. Oh, Lord. So, as we're lighting these cigars up, it's very obvious just from the very um, descriptions that you guys gave about these cigars. It was what, the 1205 and the 830 or 803? 803. Um, that there's a lot of, of personal history within your brand. And so, you know, maybe if it's not too personal, maybe you guys could kind of um, tell the story of how you guys met and got together and then in turn how you got into cigars while they're doing that i think we should go ahead and light up that that's what i said oh was that the plan that okay. was the plan and by the way i did the cold retro did you do a cold retro i hail? have not so. okay so guys i have patented Sorry. the uh, gator cold retro 
And basically what it is, it's like a cold draw, but you blow it out through your nose. And you pick up so many more little bits and pieces of the cigar. It's wonderful. Anyway. So I'm sorry. Back to my qu- <laughs> back to my question. So so folks, I, maybe how did you guys how did you meet and get together, and then in turn, how did you get into cigars? So as far as us personally meeting, um, we actually met at work. Okay. I was a uh, I was a uh, this was in Long Island, New York, and um, I had been with the company for a little while, and basically I, I was a supervisor on the night shift, and my wife, soon to be wife. Uh, she started working there doing um, like a pre-collection kind of phase. And it was um, sales for DirecTV, like personal sales for DirecTV. Mm, and okay. she couldn't stand me. I was uh, she couldn't stand a you? lot younger than her. Yeah, she couldn't stand me. <laughs> she tells that part of it a whole lot better. Okay. But um, we have a 10-year age difference. She is 10 years older than me. Ah, ah there you go. So... <laughs> So as you can imagine, me being a little younger, trying to, you know, be in the business world and try to, you know, show that I know what I'm doing because I'm only 22 at that time and trying to tell people what to do, maybe not always in the best way because, again, I was only 22. Lots to learn. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. She didn't She didn't like that too much. So <laughs> we actually, uh, she couldn't stand me. At all. I, I just had a hard time. You know, I had a hard time. And um, buddy, um, one day we just started talking and he started talking about his son. And I was like, oh, there's a young side to him. So that's actually what got me interested on talking more to him. The way he talked about his son was very passionate. Okay, so you saw there was a little bit more to him as a as a father and everything. So he was like an onion; you pe- exactly. just kept peeling back those layers. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, like a shrek. Exactly, you got the reference. There you go. Uh, well, very cool. So then, how did you guys get into cigars? Then I got into it because of her. Ah, now she that started smoking is smoking way before me. Now that's not something you typically hear of a couple. No, but that's that's exactly how it happened. I started smoking um, with some of my friends in um, New York. I used to go visit them, and you know they smoked in Dominican, so they were always smoking cigars and cigars. And I would just sit there, and one night they just say, "Here," and I'm like, "What is it? Just smoke it." And um, I honestly thought I was going to die that night. Um, <laughs> it was a Maduro cigar, um, and I took a couple of puffs, and I just half an hour into it, I got nauseated, and I went to bed. After that, probably two days later, I was like, you know what, let me consider this. Maybe I did it wrong, because I have always been into my thoughts, ever since I was a little girl. Um, I have three um, females in my life where they were always smoking cigars. One was my my maternal grandmother. Um, then there was the lady who um, washed the clothes in my house, and she would come every Monday. It was like, I was like probably three or four years old, and I used to admire her so much because she would just do her dues just smoking a cigar when or seven. Every time I saw her, she had a cigar in her hand. And I remember me thinking, 
one day I'm going to be like that. One day I'm going to smoke a cigar. So when the opportunity arrived, I was like, you know what, let me give it another chance. And um, my friend just kept giving me cigars and I kept smoking it. And they introduced me to the lounge atmosphere. And I that was it. I was sold. Very cool. So then, so then, Emmanuel, she got you into it. So kind of explain that a little bit. So she would want me to smoke along with her. And for a while, I didn't want to. So it was, you know, Nick, the typical Nick, roles Nick was the Nick was the exact same way with me. Really? That's <laughs> yeah. true. Jeff I finally was, won him over. Jeff was the smoker first, and then uh, he finally got me to do it while we were out in Las Vegas. Yep. Here we are. So. so I didn't start out, you know, strong Maduro's just like she did. Um I took a very timid approach. I think my very first cigar was a, a Rocky Patel 99. Okay. Or it may have been a Macanoodle Gold. But between those two cigars, that was the only thing I really smoked for like the first six months. I didn't graduate. I just kind of stayed on that. And I wasn't a very frequent smoker. After the first six months to a year, then I started kind of trying different things, and trying to you know see what I liked and didn't like, and started going to the lounges with her. So it's funny because like we walk into the lounge and everybody knows who she is, and they're like, "Oh, you're her husband." Um, <laughs> so again, roles are very reversed. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's still kind of like that now. She still outsmokes me, you know, probably three to one on a daily basis. She just. She smokes a lot of cigars. <laughs> interesting. Nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it is kind of a, it is interesting because like like you pointed out, you know, it is. I don't I don't want to say it's not. It, it's just atypical for the for those roles to be reversed. Typically, you hear the you know the the husband. You is sound the, sexist. Nick. I know, I know, and I'm trying not to, but you get what I'm saying. It's just I find it I find it interesting, I, and I, I think it's great. I you have know? said this before. And and I apologize if I'm being too forward, but I will say there is nothing better than a woman smoking a cigar. Amen to that. Here there you, go. you go. I don't know if you guys have ever spoken with uh, Al and Melissa over at the Good Cigar. It's another cigar podcast, but Melissa actually got Al smoking cigars as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So then, before we before we get into kind of how you guys transitioned from cigar smokers yeah. to manufacturers, Jeff. What are your early thoughts on the Habano? It it it's a stronger cigar now. Now, luckily for me, um, I actually had a uh, Connecticut earlier. Is it today. a stronger cigar, or is it that it's just strong for your palate? Strong for me, for my okay, palate. Okay, okay. But it's good. And Mr. Weak Shade Grown Connecticut. Luckily, over there. <laughs> it is not my. Uh, it is. It's not my first cigar of the day, so that's a good thing. Okay. Um, it might have been a little overpowering for me, but no, it's actually a very good cigar. Um, I. Uh, I'm trying to come up with flavor notes on it, and I'm also smoking coffee um, while we're sitting here, so it, that You're may be throwing my palate drinking off. Drinking coffee? Bit. What did I say? Smoking coffee? Yeah, I, yeah. I got what you meant. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll smoke the coffee, and then I'm not lying. Um, I like to smoke my whiskey, so I'll try the coffee. Um, but no, it's actually a very good cigar. Like you said, it had that pepper out of the gate um, that is starting to subside a little bit, which is good for me because it was a it was a flavor blast there at the beginning. Okay. So how about you? Um, I'm liking the Maduro. It's it's a nice, easy, smooth uh, smoke. It's um, got some a little, not really much in the way of pepper. Like I did a retro hail, and and you notice I didn't cough and you had my not. lungs out and everything. It's a nice, easy, smooth cigar. It's real rich. Um, but but you're right, guys. Um, you when you were talking about it earlier, it's not a very 
it's not a heavy, it's not an oppressive Maduro. It's a very, you know, easy, smooth, smooth cigar. And I'll tell you, the construction on this thing so far has just been impeccable. My burn line is nice and straight, and the ash is holding together really well, which is good since Jeff has, like, all of the ashtrays, like, way far away from me and really has, do, hasn't I? bothered to, like, share an ashtray with me. But I did put you under the ceiling fan. It's true, and I will also say that given the fact that I'm underneath the ceiling fan, um, I'm also really impressed with that burn line because... You know, most cigars don't don't hold up well underneath the gale force winds of your your deck fan. Here. That is true. I, so. I, for for you guys, since you may not have heard this on the podcast before, essentially what I did is I got <laughs> a uh, Air Force Pavehawk, um, which is a really nice, really cool helicopter, <laughs> and bought it at a surplus auction. Took the rotor off and have attached it upside down to the uh, top of the deck here. So my ceiling fan is actually a, uh, a essentially a Pavehawk rotor. He says that so convincingly, doesn't wow. he? Yeah. It's, <laughs> yes. it, it, seriously, though, if I put it on full blast, it will literally lift the roof. It'll raise the roof. Jeff, it's just a ceiling. <laughs> it's, it's just a ceiling fan. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. How, how familiar are you with Pavehawk helicopters? That is not a Pavehawk helicopter. That's a rotor. rotor. I just shortened the blades. You did not. Well, yeah, because they kept ramming into the poles on the sides. Anyway, folks. So, okay. So, <laughs> let's get it's back to the... Happy. <laughs> <I believe it. laughs> you know what? I have to limit him, though, because otherwise he'll just go crazy with it. There, there's, a, there's a fine line of letting him be happy and just letting him move on and, and, and having to just bring him back down to reality. Um, but anyway, so, so getting back to my question from earlier, how did you guys transition... From, you know, lounge uh, uh, goers and and cigar smokers to starting your own brand. Again, it was her. (laughs) There you go. I love it. So, you know, we've been sitting at lounges for a couple years now. And all the time, she's just like, you know, if I had my own cigar, I'd name it this and I'd name it that. And I want this band on it. I want this. By the way, all this she still wants to do. But, you know, she's the one kind of pushing on it and pushing on it and pushing on it. And then 2017, end of 2017, we, um, I had a death in the family. My sister, she was still kind of young. And that kind of started some murkiness as far as, you know, you start to look towards the future. And you're like, okay, well, where are we going? What are we doing? You know, things can end at any time. Uh, at around the same time, Jenny got a little sick. Um, she's got fibromyalgia and it kind of really kicked in for a good part of that year. So it just kind of opened up our eyes and said, okay, well, what's going on? What are we doing? Or around the same time, you know, you're hearing all the stuff with, you know, the cigar industry and what's going on in the future and everything. So, um, she went down to the Dominican and she was with her father and she made some connections while she was down there. Yes, so the first thing I, I did once I arrived to DR was as my smoker friends where there's a lounge. And it just so happened um, that there's a lounge two blocks away from my dad's house where I can actually walk if I wanted to. So my friends took me over there. Um, I was there probably for like two hours the first day, and I went the next day around noon. And I just started talking to him, and I started throwing the idea out there. Um, he 
His name is Martin Cornelio. He has a, a factory in La Romana, Dominican Republic. And um, we just started talking and we started making things happen. I called my husband. I gave him all the information. He got back to me and he said, it's a gun. Um, one of the things that, you know, once we started looking at the future and, and life and, and everything that was going on and my illness and all the stuff, I was like, you know, if, if what is that one thing I want to do for the rest of my life? You know, what is my passion? What is, what is what I love? And, um, it was just, because I, I developed, uh, a passion and I love for the culture, a respect for the tobacco. Um, and by no means I'm an expert, but um, I noticed that when I'm smoking, it, it keeps me grounded. It brings me to a place where if I'm going through a flare or anything in life, that one hour to an hour and a half that I spend between that cigar and me is just precious. And I wanted to bring that to all the people. That's fantastic. That's I, how I, the 205 started. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love the fact that you guys started this almost as a way of saying, you know, life is short and we need to do what we want to do. And, and you kind of just, I don't know, just, grabbed it and ran with it i think that's so fantastic and then yeah you know you talked about cigar smoking and how it, it just grounds you and makes you so so um relaxed and everything i i you know that's the way it is for so many of us cigar smokers is that it's it's such a it's just such a personal like ritual you know for lack mm-hmm. of a better term and everything so I think it's I think it's so mm-hmm. great that you guys got into that and started going with it. So you started this brand in. Um, so you said it was late 2017. Um, no, that that's when my sister passed away. She oh, passed okay. in November I'm, I'm of sorry. 2017, and, and then um, Jenny started getting kind of sick the first half of 2018. So then that's when we started saying, okay, what are we going to do? Um, and then in 2019, last year is when we brought the cigars to market. Oh, so um, you guys are relatively fresh to market then. Yes. So what is yes. the so, what, what is the response been? Um it's it's been good, but you know, with everything going on this year, like we started yeah. pretty good last year. It was the summer, um we were you know, starting to get some momentum and then all of a sudden the bottom kind of fell out a little bit, you know. COVID. We didn't hurt like maybe some other brands because, you know, they've got a lot invested and they have high manufacturing costs because we're still, you know, we're relatively new. It's, it's small. Yeah. Um, but what hurt us more was the momentum that we were starting to try and build up. Um, yeah. That's what kind of hurt us. The traveling, you know, we've got accounts in New Jersey, we've got one in Philly um, and we're trying to do more. But then with the travel and, and, you know, Jenny's got her, had her issues with the travel. So it was, you know, cause she's got the lowered immune system issues. So in the beginning, we were like, okay, we're not traveling at all until we figure out what, what this is about. Now, as you know, it's been, what, six months into it or whatever it's been. Now you're kind of seeing, you know, what's right and what the numbers are and how you can protect yourself, how you can't, what you can, what you can't do. Over the last month or two, I would say that things have really been opening up back up for us. We were able to work something out with a distributor um, out in Texas, Tobacco's Mundial. That's good. Where we would be able, yeah, so we, we'd be able to hit some states that we per- previously weren't able to. 
Mm. Um, you know, because of whatever their state issues are as far as tobacco or what the licensing is. You know, if, you know, for example, if one wants a certain amount, even for a license to begin with, it's difficult for a new company coming out when you're trying to get as anywhere, everywhere you can, right? Oh, yeah. Everywhere yeah. that, you know, makes sense. So it doesn't really make sense to spend a thousand dollars on a license when you don't even have anybody in that state yet. So what this is going to allow us to do now is to work in conjunction to be able to hit every state. He's licensed in every single state. So it's going to allow us more flexibility to open accounts. Now that that's interesting. And cause it's one of those things that I don't think a lot of our, a lot of the actual casual cigar smoker realizes just how much red tape and bureaucratic uh, hoop jumping you know, you manufacturers have to go through because you're not only dealing with, you know, federal regulations, you're dealing with individual state regulations all over the place. And in some cases, local regulations. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, you're getting down to all sorts of different levels of government just so you can actually be able to bring in your product and have somebody sell it. Absolutely. And that's being, you know, first generation manufacturers, in, in the middle of everything going on, it's it's definitely a learning curve. We're we're not here to tell anybody, and we never would say that we know everything because, you know, there's people who've been smoking 20 and 30 years. Um, it'd be foolish of us to act like we know more than we know. We're we're learning. Uh, we want to learn, and we're looking. You know, we we were supposed to go back down to DR this year um, because we took three trips last year. We took three trips last year, and then we were supposed to take another couple of trips this year. Uh, to go out in the factory, to go out in the field and kind of do more of that on the, on the beginning side. But then, again, with everything that happened, those trips kind of got cut short. So we were just trying to learn more and more. Um, and we understand it's not a business where it's, it's going to be an overnight success. You know, it takes time. There's so much competition out there. There's so many cigars. There's so many regional cigars um, yes. that, you know, necessarily aren't everywhere, but they're in a region. and you know, we understand that. And, and, and the good thing is that the more that we're getting into on the industry side of it, not just on, you know, enjoying the cigars, you know, you get to meet people and you make some contacts, you learn certain things. Um, and, and, you know, you've, we've had some good people along the way that have been ahead of us that have kind of given us a, you know, a heads up on how it might be. I think you had Jeff Amendola on a few months back. We did. Yes. From Amendola Cigars. And, um, you know, he, he's given us some advice and, you know, I listened to the podcast you had with him and, you know, pretty much a lot of what he said, what he went through is what we're going through. And he's, he, you know, he's light years ahead of us right now because he's been into it so much longer. So we understand that it's, this is like a long term business. It's not going to be something you get out of nowhere. If you look at all the bigger guys that have been into it forever, they've all had their issues. You know, wow. they've all had their issues here. They've had their issues in other countries. It's it's not a turnaround over the night kind of industry. Well, we understand that and we respect it. Definitely. And that's one of the things that I think needs to be heavily emphasized for, you know, those folks that might be thinking about, hey, it'd be really cool to have my own cigar company and everything like that. It's like you guys, it it, it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You need to have the ability to basically survive on like, no profit for quite some time and, and to be to be feeding money into it and everything. I mean, it's it's not an easy proposition to do. So that's why I commend you guys for doing it is that, you know, you've taken on quite the undertaking. And especially when you look at the, the political 
culture surrounding tobacco and everything else. I mean, it takes a brave, a brave couple to uh, to to start up a, a company and and do it when when you've got such strong headwinds. But I mean, you guys have a really good product so far. You know, I'm I'm enjoying the Maduro, Jeff. The thoughts on the Habano there? Oh, it's a good cigar. Like I said, it's it it's definitely a medium to full cigar. And again, um, I'm glad that I started off with a shade grown Connecticut. <laughs> and this was the second cigar, and I've eaten a little bit. Jeff smokes like a wee little baby. It's okay. At times, yes. <laughs> but no, it it is no definitely <laughs> definitely a good cigar. It's it's not too strong. It's not overbearing. I I did a retro hail a little bit ago, um, while we were you know talking, and I got a lot of what I what I felt was white pepper, um, on the uh, on the retro hail. Mm, okay. I don't know what were you, what did you get on yours when you did it. Let me do another one because I'm okay. about the halfway point here. Let's see. So let's see if he can keep from coughing on this one. He coughs mm-hmm. all the time on retro hails. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> That's a hard no. <laughs> Couldn't keep from coughing. Um, just a little pepper. I'm, I'm not saying it. I, I'm not refined enough with my types of peppers to get down to white pepper, black pepper. You know, it's but it, there's a little bit there, and um, it's just a really good Maduro. This is a nice. I, you know, that's the thing. Flavor note wise, I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's a little difficult pulling too much out of it. Although that could be the. Uh, Strawberry pineapple smoothie that I had on my drive and over here. Let me say but, um, <laughs> the the strawberry pineapple smoothie he brought is like a sixty six ounce cup. It's forty four. Thank it's you. The largest. <laughs> it's my smoothie lunch. I've ever seen. It's my lunch, you sack. I mean, ah. like, you know, I mean, I figured I'm gonna get the it's the metabolism did they, booth did strawberry they give pineapple. You, did they give you an insulin shot with it? No. Okay. Because that looks like a lot of sugar. <laughs> it's like supposed. It's on the slim menu at the Smoothie King. Ah, okay. We're gonna trying to watch my girlish figure. Yeah, we'll go with that. Anyway, so no, but um, but in terms of the actual cigar itself, I mean, it's like I said, it's smoking wonderfully. It's nice and smooth. It's easy, and um, but it's but it's not a mild cigar. You know, it's got it's got some body to it. I will say, my coffee is pairing up nicely with it. Good, good. It is so. So you guys said that you had a little bit of struggles with COVID and everything, but um. Things are kind of bouncing back. And so in terms of where folks can find your cigars, um, you named off a couple of states that you have some places. Where can folks find your cigars at? Um, Well, right now I think we're in about five states, uh, about 13 to 16 stores. Um, We actually just launched our um, our website Mm. yesterday where we're going to actually be able to do some sales. Um, so we had a website when we first came out, but then unfortunately it got hacked. Oh. <laughs> so we had to do a new one. So with our, our original idea was not to go online. We just wanted to go brick and mortar. Yeah. Um, but with everything going on, we kind of need to change and see what we can do. Um, so we're going to do uh, some online sales as well. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to put maybe some restrictions to give our brick and mortars some exclusivity in the area. So for example, if you live, you know, within 30 miles of a retailer, we might just not be able to complete that order. Okay. Um, Because we want to support the brick and mortars that are supporting us as well. Um, Because again, we come from going to lounges. We understand, you know, what they go through as well. 
So we, we, we enjoy the lounge life and, you know, we want to partner up. That's just what we want to do. It's kind of who we are. No, that makes, um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, so yeah. your website. But with, with not being able to travel and, you know, it's just starting out, trying to get the brand out there, letting people try the cigar and making sure that, you know, the word gets out there. Like we just did, um, we luckily just got a 91 rating on the Maduro from Cigar and Spirits um, on the magazine for September. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. So those kind of things kind of help us get, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that so helps those you. kind of things help us get some, you know, name recognition out there. So we're going to do the website now where people can go on there, and it's moraliscigars.com. Uh, Perfect, moraliscigars.com. Now, let's get into your line a little bit. Like I said, Jeff smoketh Hopano. I've got the Maduro. What other cigars are in your lineup? So we've got both of those blends, in, and they're being offered in a Robusto, a Toro, and a 660. In November, we plan on coming out with three different uh, blends. Um, you're going to be happy. One of them is a Connecticut, and it's a mild, so that could be your morning trial. When there, we get there those, we we'll go. Them out, you can try them out. <laughs> awesome. It's like a mild to medium. Um, we're going to come out with a barber pole in a medium, Ooh. and then we're going to do another Maduro. Um, it, it'll probably be a medium full to full. It won't be super strong. Okay, so you're taking the Maduro and kind of punching it up a little bit. Yeah. So um, the the wrappers, um, they're going to be a Connecticut on the mild. We're going to do a San Andres and a Connecticut on the barber pole, and then a San Andres. So it'll be kind of part of a whole mixture of the tobacco. I gotcha. Fantastic. Well, that's something for everybody to look forward to trying there. So that's cool. Um, now... Going back a little bit, you guys talked about how, as a small business, um, you're getting a lot of um, kind of guidance and advice and everything like that. And you mentioned Jeff Amendola. Have there been um, any other mentors or people that have helped you along the way that you kind of want to talk about and give a shout out to? Well, I had a good conversation with Chris from Carolina Blues. He was, he freely gave us some information. Uh, again, him being down in our area, uh, and he's been around here for a little while. Um, honestly, um, one of our lounges uh, is called Tobacco Merchant. It's in Columbia. Um, the owner's name is Bill. He's been in the industry, uh, I don't know, 15 years or so. You know, he's been to all the conventions. He's seen a bunch of cigars. He's got people in and out, all that good stuff. He's actually been, you know, a real solid person that's given us information. You know, he said, look at it from his point of view. Look at it from the customer's point of view. You know, what are you doing? We've spent a lot of time talking to him, and he's given us a great bit of information. You know, he's told us what he thinks. Um, I would say he's probably given us the most, which is awesome. You know, it really is. No, that is awesome because it's a different perspective. It's not just another manufacturer coming in and telling you what they've done and what's worked and what hasn't, but it's also giving you the perspective from, like you said, the retailer and even the consumer and what they're looking for and what they like and everything. So, no, that that's that's great information that I would hazard to guess maybe not a lot of manufacturers can get so freely and easily. Exactly. Yeah. Well, very cool. So, um You've got the three blends coming up. So were you guys planning on going to the uh, to the trade show in July 
if it, well, had it happened? Yeah, we were planning on going more of like a nomad status because we haven't been yet. Uh, last year, we were a little bit too new to go. Oh, I get that. Um, we, we were planning on going this year kind of in a nomad status, just kind of kind of going around and seeing how things are going. We've had a couple of the lounges actually invite us to go along with them. Um, again, you know, they've been really open for us to learn. Um, that goes to, you know, trying to build personal relationships and then wanting to see people do well. So again, it's, it's really important, but we were planning on going on this year and kind of seeing how everything works. Cause again, we haven't gone. Um, but then again, COVID didn't want anybody yeah, to do anything COVID. this year. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn COVID. Yep. Now, I know the uh, TPE is uh, planned for May this year instead of January. May of next year, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you guys looking at TPE? Because I'll tell you, I've never been to a uh, PCA slash IPCPR, whatever you want to call it, trade show. Um, But I did go to the uh, TPE show in this past January. And it's it's a little smaller, a little more intimate. Uh, on the cigar side, you know, because it's about a quarter of the show floor was dedicated to cigars, but the rest of it was dedicated to other um, tobacco and vape and and various other products that uh, a lot of convenience store owners were there for that kind of stuff and everything. But um, on the cigar side of things, what was nice is that you had a, a variety of different booth sizes and you could go big, but at the same time, they had these little islands there where... Um, there were maybe like four or five manufacturers all like kind of in this one little island and everybody had their own very small space within it. And so I think it was much more cost effective. And I'll tell you the reaction from a lot of the retailers and everybody that was there and even a lot of the manufacturers were, were, was really positive. So uh, I don't know if you guys are looking at that show, but you might consider that for next May. Yeah. I think we're pretty much open to anything that comes kind of forward and seeing how it's all done and, I'm, I'm, you know, miss everything, but I mean, we're pretty much open to anything. Uh, you know, you kind of touched on it, cost effectiveness, but at the same point, you got to spend some money to make money, right? So well, yeah. we're open. Yeah. yeah. So we're open to learning. We're open to, you know, being out there. Um, it just needs to make sense. But yeah, I mean, that's what we're in it for. Very cool. So let me ask you this. Um, if there's someone out in our audience and, and let's be honest, Every cigar smoker at one point or another has thought about having their own cigar or thought about having their own lounge, cigar store, you know, that kind of a thing. We've all done it. You know, if if you haven't, you haven't been smoking long enough because <laughs> the more you sit there and the more you enjoy it, the more you think about doing it. Um, yeah, you're really like, I wonder if I could do this. Exactly. Jenny's wanted to do a lounge for a while now. Oh, exactly. Jeff and I have talked about that, we too. Have. And let me tell you, I've. I've heard just enough and I've read just enough to know that I want to run away from that idea, kicking and screaming and more power to those <laughs> that do it because, you know, I, it, it's the same as being a manufacturer. I think it's a calling. You have to, you have to be willing to, uh, to take that vow of poverty for God yeah. knows how long. And you have to be willing to put up with so much in the way of regulation and everything. But ultimately I, th- you know, if you can make it work, I think it's great, but. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a struggle. Oh, absolutely. So that being said, what what pitfalls? Like, are there things that you would tell other people that were getting into the business now that you're a year or so in to avoid? Like, like what what are the landmines that are out there that people may not think about? One of the recommendations I would give to anyone that wants to start a brand um, instead of 
something not to do is something to do. Um, go down to the factory. Go down to the manufacturer. Um, speak to those who have been there before you um, for a long time. Um, one of the things that, you know, we do, like Emmanuel mentioned earlier, is going down to the factory in La Romana. And we just don't go to just sit there and smoke. We actually, you know, uh, become part of the selection, the blends. We sit there, we say, we want this, we want that. No, that's too much of this leaf. Take this one out. So we, we, we are part of it. We are part of every cigar that comes to us uh, or that we produce. Um, we have... <clears throat> We have um, great people. They have worked for, you know, more than 15 years rolling our, our cigars. Cornelio has a tremendous, it's a small factory, but the people that work there are really good. Um, so one of the things that I would recommend is, is go down to the factory. Um, look, at the, look at the fields. Um, find out where your leaves are coming from, from where your tobacco is coming from. Um, we took a trip to Santiago, and we met with Leo Reyes, who is one of, of the biggest exporters of tobacco in the Dominican Republic, where um, most of our leaves, especially on the 205, all the leaves come from his um, field. Um, so we took a lot of advice from him. Um, ask questions. Don't be afraid. What do you think, Emmanuel? Um, as far as on the business side of it, just, you know, make sure that you take all your costs into consideration as much as you can figure out ahead of time. Um, because there's always going to be things that come up that you didn't know just because you didn't know. I mean, we're, we're going through that. So, you, you know, you, you think this is how much you're going to spend, but then you didn't think about this little part or this little part or, you know, these labels or these warning labels or something like that. And, you know, you want to just get a really good idea as much as you can and then be flexible. Know that you're going to have to kind of see where you're at. And like any business, okay, we're here. These were, this is what we were doing. Is this working? Is it not working? Um, making sure you have enough to cover, you know, your startup costs. It's really important that you're not bound and tight um, or overly tight, rather, um, when you're starting up. So you just got to make sure that you're going into it with an idea. Um, and, the, and the proper funding because things are going to come up. Like we, in the very beginning, you know, you kind of, when you have vendors that handle certain things for you, not just the cigars, but you have vendors that handle other things for you, um, and especially being in another country, things happen. I've heard it from other manufacturers too that they've, you know, when they started out, they've had issues with other vendors and it's not just the cigars. So, you know, as much information as you can get, like Jenny said, ask questions. You know, if somebody is not willing to help out, then find somebody who is. There's a lot of people who want to pay things forward and want to help you out. We've experienced it. That's one thing that we hear over and over in this industry is that even though there's there's that competition, there's also that camaraderie among, you know, manufacturers and even, even shop owners, you know, that, that give each other advice and work together. So, you know, I think that speaks volumes for the industry. Yeah, absolutely. And you never know when you're going to, like, as far as vendors and manufacturers, you never know when you're going to end up working with somebody. 
you know, people bounce around a lot. They don't just stick with one person the whole entire life of a company. So, you know, you want to build good relationships. You don't want to screw people over. You know, it's a good way to be as a a person in general. Um, But in the industry that's so small, you really don't, you know, you want to have a good name out there. Yeah, word travels fast if you're a dick, you know. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's great. Well, Jen, Emmanuel, we, is there anything that you want to convey to our listeners, tell our listeners that we haven't touched on, anything that, that you want people to know about Morales Cigars? I think that we, we just want you know to put across that give us a shot, try out our cigars. I think you'll like them. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. It might be something you put in your rotation, but I, I definitely think you'll enjoy the experience. We're in it for the long haul. We're looking for more things to come. And... uh we do have the website up now. We are doing a special on it for the first of basically six weeks to launch. There will be a 15% sales discount for anything that's ordered that's available on the website. And hopefully, if everything goes to true, we'll have those new blends out in November. And then um, we'll be able to do more sampler packs and things like that when December comes. You know, all the Christmas shopping for the families and all that stuff. Um, so we're just looking forward to the last half of uh, the last quarter of the year, really, to get some things moving around. Good deal. And again, that website is Morales Morales Cigars dot Cigars dot com, and it's spelled M O R A L E S. Yes. And then common spelling for cigars, obviously. Uh, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Morales Cigars dot com. Well, folks, yep. I- and we're also on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You know the, the typical usual stuff. Well, folks, we really want to thank you guys for coming on and sending us these cigars. I mean, I, thank I'm you for about oh, I it's my pleasure. I'm I'm about halfway through this Maduro here, and it it's been a great experience. Like I said, the burn line on this is just immaculate. The ash is holding tight. It's still a nice, easy, smooth smoke. However, I will say it about the, about the halfway point. Um, the 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 flavor and the the strength of the cigar is kind of. Not not significantly, but it is ratcheting up a little bit. There's a little bit more to it now as I'm getting into the back half of it. So I'm looking forward to uh, what the final third of this cigar brings to me. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Jeff, the Habano, very good cigar. You're about you're about halfway. As I'm about well. halfway. Yep. Yeah. I haven't uh, removed the band yet. And I actually taken a couple of really nice pictures while we've been sitting here talking. It's a it's a very good. Very good ash on the cigar. Um, it's marbled up nice. It's got a really white ash to it. Um, you know, it's smoking. It's got a lot of flavor. It's very complex. It's pairing up really well with my coffee. Good. So I'm really enjoying it. It's a good cigar. Well, we encourage all of our listeners to go ahead and touch base with you guys and get themselves some Morales cigars because, like you said, I think it's it's good to try Different things, especially, you know, I mean, let's be real. We've got this whole FDA thing that, you know, will they, won't they kind of limit uh, what what's on the market. But what's nice is that you guys have, have some products that um, maybe some people haven't tried yet. And so we, we heavily encourage people to try these and, and give them a shot. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you, uh, guys. Thank you guys so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And be okay. careful with the helicopter. <laughs> I will. I worry that it's going to fall on me at any point. But you that's know. why I sit him under it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bolt it in very well. No, let's be honest. It's kind of shaking, wobbling. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> well, we really want to thank Jen and Emmanuel for taking time to speak with us. I, you know, I know there was maybe a little bit of audio issue. 
um, uh, with Jen, but, um, we're, we're, I'm going to work on trying to clear that up just a little bit, but you know, so I, I hope oh. everybody got to, to properly hear and understand what she had to say. Cause she had some, some great points to bring into the conversation. So. Yeah, these are really good cigars. I'm liking it. Yeah. It's 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 um, and it's obviously not one that I've come in contact with. Before, no, I, so I'm glad I, I got to try it. You know, I've it. seen pictures of them on Instagram. You know, people smoking them and stuff, but I haven't uh, encountered them around in our area at all. So this was this was a nice treat to give these a try. So absolutely, I'm enjoying it. So. I think it's time for some Ask the Boys. We want to get into some Ask the Boys. Let's do it. All right. Guys, once again, we need your questions. Call the Cigar Pulpit Hotline at area code 863-874-0000 and get those questions into us so that we can uh, we can feature those on the Cigar Pulpit Hotline or on the Ask the Boys, I should say. Um cuz without the uh without the questions, we kind of sort of can't do the segment so yeah we don't want to make them up anyway that's true so jeff why don't we go ahead and get into our first question here let's do it your file press two to be son of a bitch put on our do not call list press one to i hate it when this happens possibly yep. extending or reinstating your car's warranty why Again, why press one to you don't even why know we have a car you don't, i was gonna say you don't even know what my car is no oh my god well anyway all right so first question was a junk call <laughs> This is why, you know, I blame Travis Seibert for that. Why Why would you blame Travis? I'm going to blame Travis Seibert for that because Travis, when we first instituted the Ask the Boys hotline, Travis Seibert told me that I should not screen the questions, that I should that I should go into them completely blind and not screen the questions. And I think that's your own fault. That ha- And I told him I would do so because, you know what, I thought that would be good entertainment value. And while by and large that has worked out, I mean, let's be real. Um, I don't know if I would have played the question about me being a homosexual uh, from the other week. <laughs> anyway. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but, you know, nonetheless, it was one of those questions. Anyway, I, whatever. I think the pulpit is very I, open I, and affirming. I thought it was actually pretty funny that they asked that, especially yeah. considering um, it was either that. It was the following episode, I think it was, that. You were talking about the dreamy eyes of the sales boy down at uh, Florida. It, it's a, he's a dude. He's a full-on dude. He's a, he's was a good cat. I'm just saying. I think it's kind of. He was I, one of the best-looking men that I've ever met in my life. Kind of ironic that you're putting that out there. He reminded but, me of Jesus you know, from uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, you've talked about that. Yeah. Anyway, so and I, his name was Christian. Uh, how ironic, right? Anyway, um. But yeah, so no, I blame Travis Seibert for all the junk calls because I would have screened those properly if I would have, uh, you know, been allowed to screen them. So how about we go ahead and get into the next cigar? Let's do it. Or next question. Hello, Nick and Gator. This is My Sticks, 35 millimeter. My Sticks. Quick question for you. Pretty much going up to Gator. I know you're an organic gardening freak. Yes. He's a freak. This uh, this might hit, hit in your direction. In the world of cigar photography, a.k.a. cigar porn, a constant theme of a cigar in a golf club is more than frequent. It's my belief that pesticides and herbicides that are frequently used in all courses end up on your clothing, which includes said love. It may therefore be very possible that these chemicals can make their way onto your sticks. This would be ingested or combusted. Question is, am I nuts? Or could this be a legitimate health hazard? Love the show, guys. 
Talk to you later. Okay, so let me feel that. We've actually had this question before. We did have this question a long time ago, and I'm trying to remember what the answer properly was. But I, I think he's correct. I think you could get that. There are a lot of chemicals used on golf courses. There are. Because, let's be honest, when you go out golfing, which I don't really do, although I've put up some pictures at golf courses. Yeah, yeah I, let's let's talk about that for a okay. moment. Because there was some confusion when you put up that picture of you on the golf course. Um, people actually asking you if you golf. No. no. I was there actually covering a golf tournament that day, uh, a high school golf tournament. And as I recall, when I asked you about that, you said... I don't golf. I just like to play the back nine. Exactly. Take that how you will, folks. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I, I agree with Jeff. I, think- I also enjoy the front nine. Let's be honest. I, I celebrate the whole catalog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yes, um, when you go to a golf course, there is a certain level of um, chemical maintenance. Treatment. Yeah, that, that goes on there yep. because... Let's be honest. You're not going to a golf course for the organic experience. You're going out to play golf, and you want to have a nice green. And um, so, yes, there there are a lot of chemicals that are going to be used. And I agree. I think that is a very real possibility. My thought on it. Here's the thing regarding the glove itself. I don't know necessarily how much in the way of chemical is going to be on the glove, mostly because you know you're not rubbing the glove in the grass. You know, you're, you're not dipping it in the glyphosate, you know, and then, then I, rolling your here's cigar the thing, around. I would with not it. put my cigar onto the grass itself. No. Because the grass is obviously treated. The ball hits the grass, and so yes, the ball is going to be covered in whatever is on the grass as well. That's why I like to keep my balls clean. And so it's one of those things where I would say that if you are going to be smoking and on a golf course, you know the glove might actually be I and I don't know. I'm 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 just spitballing here. We're having discussion. I would say maybe the glove might be a little 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 safer in that regard only because you know with the glove you're gripping the the club. Well the club handle is not going onto the grass. Yeah. And if you use your ungloved hand to pick up the ball, you're not touching the ball which has been on the grass with your glove. So theoretically the glove itself may not have much in the way of contact with anything that's been properly treated with the uh with the chemicals true and i'll be honest so with i don't you. know when when i grab my shaft i'm usually not wearing a glove I, I anyway i guess it's one of those things guys if you're worried about the, the morales chemi- people are listening to this right now going oh my god how did you follow up this what did inter- we do yeah our interview is followed up by this garbage. And um, by the way, the Morales cigars are great. I love it. I wouldn't want to dip them in uh, uh, glyphosate. Glyphosate. <laughs> no. One of one of the, my favorite things that I ever saw is there was this guy that worked for the chemical industry. I think it was chemical industry. This Maduro would be good on a golf course. Well, yeah, anything would be good on well, a golf course. Well, no. What? Wait, what? That's not true. And I'll get to that in a minute, but I'll let okay, you finish let me, your rambling let me finish first. My and- so this guy was talking about how safe glyphosate was. Roundup. And the interviewer hands him a glass of it because the guy made some comment about how, oh, you could just drink it. And so the guy hands him a glass of glyphosate and says, here, have a drink. And the guy wouldn't take a drink. Well, no. No. But he was saying that it was safe enough to do that. With a nice, what? What win- with a nice pineapple wedge. Drinking Windex. Do not drink Windex. <laughs> Take listeners. that into a porta potty and you're set. What the hell <laughs> anyway. is wrong with you? Anyway, um, <laughs> no. Going back to my point now about. Did you ever see my big fat Greek wedding? No. 
So I don't have any idea what you you're no referencing with that. No point of reference. That. No, I the don't. whole movie's about Windex. I thought it was about a big fat Greek wedding. It that, that's the subplot. The movie's about Windex. Okay. Well, yeah. anyway, no. Regarding um, my point, what I was saying is that no, not all cigars are good for the golf course. Because if you think about it, you're out in the open I'm not air. Not following your logic. No, stream. Just wait, wait. Work with me here. You're out in the open air. Yes. Okay. A lot of wind potentially. Maybe not on a. Maybe not a little breeze, but perhaps some wind. And what do I always say about smoking outdoors? Mother Nature steals half the flavor of the cigar because it immediately takes away the you smoke. You enjoy your smoke, yes. Okay. If you're smoking a very light, mild cigar out on the golf course and you have any sort of a breeze whatsoever that's taking away that smoke, you have very little, if any, flavor going on. I, I don't know if I agree with you. And so I would say that if you enjoy a mild light cigar i would say if you're going to go out on the golf course amp it up just a little bit take a maybe a medium stick with you and then when mother nature steals half that flavor away from you now you're at least at that mild point that you liked while sitting in the lounge is that kind of how you feel right now sitting under the rotors to of a, my ceiling fan? to an extent yeah. yes yeah so okay it's just my thought i have you ever golfed yes i have poorly I was going to say, but I have. you crap yourself on the way to golf once? Or was that a parade? That was a parade. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> we'll move on with this. Um, I love that story. Yeah. And so, anyway, so we have we have some more questions here. Let's let's just move on. Hey, this is My Sticks 35 millimeter. He's back. My monthly cigar is a premium cigar subscription service where you can have a box of cigars shipped to your door every month. They came in a variety of sizes. They can Gator get the Robusto box, which is a four cigar for $30. They also have the Presidente box, which is eight cigars for $50. All boxes come with an MSRP guarantee, which states that the value of cigar in a box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. I think I need to mix this up. I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that if you use the offer code PULPIT, that's P-U-L-P-I-T, that gets you free shipping on the first box or it gets you 20% off any of the items on the online store. They also have a gift certificate available for the cigar smoker in your life. Keep it up, boys. Later. Okay, so the listeners are doing our commercials now. This is awesome. I know. And you say you need to mix it up. You're wrong. You I know why you're wrong? Because he just had it memorized, for God's That's sake. That's awesome. No, <laughs> what I was getting at is we just talked about you crapping yourself and went right into that commercial, didn't even know it. Oh my God! That was perfect. Air high five. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, my sticks. Thirty-five millimeter. God, that just wow. That worked out really well. Mymonthlycigars.com will be doing another selection on Friday with uh, final third cigars, broccoli Rob. And now I don't have to do the ad. Yeah, it's done. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. it. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, all right. Well, we have we have one more question here. Oh, my God. That made my day. That did actually make my day. I'm really happy about that. Hi, this is Noah from Wisconsin again. It's Instagram, uh, uh, Instagram tag MrZ49. Um, oh, I have yeah. a question for Larry. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, love you as always. Bye. We'll have to ask Larry that question here in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Lord of mercy. You know what? 
you guys. That's awesome. You guys stepped it up. Yep, for the I'm Ask proud the boys. of you. Just, just the two of you really stepped it up for Ask the Boys this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm tickled. I'm that really, made my day. I'm really tickled by this. So anyway, um, yeah. So that's that's Ask the Boys for this week. If you have. If you have questions, comments, or you just want to do the ad promo yourself, um, call Knock the yourselves uh, out. call the Cigar Pulpit Hotline at 863-874-0000. Well, so <laughs> we have a question on the table for Larry. Do you want to is he here? Um, I think I heard him pull up just a bit ago, so let's let him get settled and okay. everything first. But uh, what are you getting on your cigar there, Jeff? This is a really good stick. And like I said, it's it's a little stronger than I would normally smoke. But again, second cigar of the day. Um, full disclosure, I had a uh, I had a Leaf by Oscar earlier this morning. Okay. And no, this is a really good cigar. This Morales cigar is really good. I've never had it before. Went into it blind, and which is always scary, when especially when we have the manufacturer on the phone. Definitely. Because if we don't like it, we're going to say we don't like it. But this is actually a really good stick. It's had a good even burn line going. Um, you know, it's putting off a beautiful, nice white marbled ash. Yeah, I, I don't have a bad word to say about it. Awesome. Well, I'm enjoying the Maduro. The the Maduro, like I said, the burn line on this is is razor tight. The ash is nice and, and tight as well. And the so the construction's immaculate. The the cigar itself, as I keep saying, it's a nice, easy, smooth Maduro. Um, good draw on it. The flavor on it, it's um it's a there's a little bit of pepper, a little earthiness to it. And the um but the 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 strength of the cigar has picked up in the in the back half of it. Mine had that pepper out of the gate like he was talking about. And I'll be honest, when I first was smoking, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a little much for me. I even and it gave subsided, you the Habano thinking. It subsided quickly, and here, it's been a very, very good here's smoke. Here's the sad part. When I was looking at the two cigars that we had as an option for us, I was thinking, you know what? I'll give Jeff the Habano. It's the lighter of the two, you know, whatever. I actually think you probably would enjoy this Maduro. Well, here, let's trade. No. That's not going to happen. <laughs> we, we do still have two Robustos, so we can always, you know, oh, beautiful. do that. No, so. it's I've enjoyed the cigar. Yeah. And like I said, it's a little strong for me. But again, not the first cigar of the day. I've had lunch. Um, if I smoke this on an empty stomach out of the gate, yeah, I might have a little different feeling about it. But I've, I've enjoyed the cigar very much. Oh, very cool. Well, Larry's here. How are you, Larry? Pulling up his chair here. So... Larry, the hey, uh, our, our good friend Larry the Mute is going to be doing his regular Tuesday review of one of the gas station cigars. Larry comes in. Oh, you need to ask him the question, and too. I, I will. Okay. Larry comes in, and he uh, does uh, reviews of the cheap gas station cigars because, you know, you and I don't want to. But we feel as though it's important for the listeners to get some Although I have smoked many of them. You have. Well, his selection today is the um, Schwischer Schweetz Dolce de Leche. Had it. Of course you have. Yeah, I have actually. Anyway, so um he's gonna be uh he's gonna be smoking that. So before we get into Larry's review though, yep. how about we go ahead and ask him the question? So question the Larry the Do you remember it or do you want to play it again? You know, why don't we just go ahead and play it yeah, for let's Larry do that. one <clears throat> more time, then that way we make sure we get it correct. So Larry, why don't you listen to this and um then then you'll give your answer and then we can get your review. So here's the question. Hi, this is Noel from Wisconsin again. It's Instagram how uh, uh, Instagram tag Mr Z forty nine. 
Um, I have a question for Larry. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, love you as always. Bye. Okay, so Larry, the question is on the table. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. now that we've got that solved, yeah. Um, why don't we go that was, ahead? That was insightful. It was insightful. Yeah. Why don't we go ahead and get into the um, the uh, review from Larry this week of the Swisher Sweets Dolce de Leche. <sighs> why? Really? You let him. You let him answer the question, but you can't let him actually give his review, dude. I think he was almost done. It's. I mean, you almost so made stupid. it this time. You almost made it this time. I just. I can't. I, I tried. All right. Well, now Larry's all pissed off again. <sighs> Larry, I mean, <laughs> I have no words. Well, that's one of us anyway. Well, he just tipped his damn chair over. That's nice. Later, Larry. I'll circle. I'll, I'll give you a call later. Anyway. How do you talk to him on the phone? Just like I talk to you on the phone, buddy. Well, how about we go ahead and get into our weekly giveaway since, you know, you just decided to crap all over our I regular. Don't, I don't mind, Larry. It just doesn't make any sense to have him on an audio podcast. I'm just saying, you know. He, I mean, maybe uh, if this was video. Why don't we do a video sometime? Let's try that and see if that I works mean, better. I mean, at some point, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, we can at some point. but Do you give away? So yeah, we uh, it's time for the weekly giveaway where we are going to give away a uh, prize you pack. People of do understand Martinez cigars. My rage here on this, right? You get that. I I don't know if you have backup on this one, man. Both Nick and Dave love the the Larry the Mute segment. Just saying. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Dan so, Riverman cigars. So yeah, so guys, uh, you sign up for the weekly giveaway by signing up for our. Uh, our newsletter over at CigarPulpit.com. At some point, there may be another one. You know, Jeff, that joke's getting really old, too. I'm just saying. Still true, though. Um, it is true, technically. but um, <laughs> Technically, is good enough for Gator. Yeah. You, uh, you just go over there, you sign up, and then once you're on the newsletter list, you can, uh, you can win some cigars. So we're going to go ahead and draw the winner for this and week. And again, this is a nice uh, Martinez prize pack. Prize pack Martinez for Martinez cigars. with a nice selection of cigars from them. And this week's winner is, I'm going to assume that I'm going to, boy, I hope I do this right. Is it Shannon Nichols? Shannon Nichols? I I think. Here, buddy. Take a look at that. Is it Shannon or Seanan? Seanan Nichols? Shannon Nichols? It's it's S. Nichols. It's it's S-E-A-N-N-O-N. Nichols. There you go. So, anyway. I think we're close enough for government work. Hope I didn't completely butcher that. So, um... Shannon Nichols, you just have to email me by Monday of next week telling me that you are the winner. Send your mailing address, and I will get these cigars sent out to you. That's awesome. Yep. I am a You'll love behind. them, man. These I, are good stuff. I am a little behind on sending out some prizes. I just want to put this out for those folks that might be listening that are expecting things from me. For example, uh, the folks from the anniversary episode, uh, we had a couple of those folks reach out and touch base, and they are waiting on their prizes. However, What's the holdup? Well, I'm trying to get something really, really special to put in those prizes, if you, know oh. I mean, if you know what I mean. I think you know what I mean. The Bishop and the Gator. Possibly. Possibly the Possibly. Bishop and the Gator. Do we have a release date yet? No. 
Oh man! But Mar- oh, we're chomping at the bit. But Martinez did do a live video the other day on Instagram, uh, showing the rollers making the bishop. Yeah, where's the video of the uh, gator? I don't know. Uh, Dave, I'm looking your way there, buddy. Just saying. I'm looking your way. I mean, I'm just sure saying. would like to be able to share a video of the uh, gator being rolled. Just saying. Just so. Yeah. Anyway, um, love you, Dave. So no, I'm I'm trying to trying to score those. So um, that's what's. Uh, Causing the little bit of a holdup. Well, let's but be honest. That's going to be worth the wait. I, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, and trust me, if anybody, you know, guys, I make the wait worth it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, who was it? Scott that won our, our big prize when we did the, the contest. That's what he tried to tell his um, wife on their wedding night. You know. <laughs> make really, the wait dude. worth it. I mean, what the hell, man? <laughs> Come on. That was gold. Anyway, that was gold, brother. I send a very nice prize pack. You so, do. Um, it'll be worth the wait. So. There you go. Yeah. God. <laughs> oh how, my God. How, how how does everybody else reach out to us on the socials? Yeah. And so we're on the socials at uh, Instagram. Uh, we're at the Cigar Pulpit as well as at Naked Gator. N e k k i d Gator. That's my page because Nick wouldn't let me be part of the Cigar Pulpit page. I had, mean, to, had to make my own. Well, you want to make your own. You want to build an audience. It's, you know, there's no bitterness on my part there. You didn't even want to do it. I had to force <laughs> you to do it, you sack. You actually, you guys actually set it up on the show one day. We did. Yeah. It's I didn't true. even get to pick my own name. I mean, you can always go in and change it. However, yeah, but what's the point? We've got a year of calling it. I would say we've already promoted it this yeah. long at this. But exactly. Anyway. Um, and then we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you can reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com. And then also make sure you, you call in to the uh, Ask the Boys Cigar Pulpit Hotline, 863-874-0000. The MySpace page still down? Jeff, it's not coming back, buddy. It's gone. I miss MySpace. It's gone. It was MySpace. What were your five songs? I, I never had a MySpace page. I don't even know what you're talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I was drug kicking and screaming into Facebook. And let's be honest, I wish I'd never done it because it's god awful. I hate Facebook. I'm not gonna so lie. Much. I was on the way over here today, thinking seriously about just putting up a post saying, "All right, that's it, folks. I'm Peace out. out." If you want to follow me, head over to Instagram and uh, basically just nuke in my page. But those sex is crap. I on know. Instagram too. I know they do. But here's the difference between Facebook and Instagram is the way I see it. Okay, let's see it. On Instagram, you can't share links. Okay, and because you can't share links. It makes much it, less stupid. It makes it significantly harder to populate your feed with stupid. Yeah. Um, it's pretty pictures. I like looking at the pretty pictures. I don't want to know the intimate details of all of my friends' political beliefs and, you know, posts where they're bitching and moaning about this and that and everything else. It's like, I like looking at the pretty pictures. Now, you know me, though, on Facebook. I do like to set the internet you on fire from time to time. You troll people specifically just to trigger a fight. Yeah, it's Which fun. every once in a while is amusing, but every once in a while it's really not. Well, I put a post up. Okay, here in the People's Republic of Illinois, I'm going to get political for a second, oh, so God. I apologize. We have this, what they're calling the progressive tax. And it's on the ballot to vote because we basically have to change the Illinois Constitution to do this. And they're doing it through a ballot measure. And they're telling people, oh, we're just going to raise taxes on the rich. Well, that's all well and good, except you're going to run out of rich really quick. And then you're going to come after the rest of us. Yeah, because the provisions allow for the General Assembly to raise taxes willy-nilly with no consequences on on everybody. On a whim. 
And it, anybody in the state of Illinois that thinks this is a good idea doesn't know their head from a hole in the ground. What I don't like about it is that it's pure class warfare. Mm -hmm. Is that you have this concept where, oh, the rich need to pay their fair share. Well, I'm sorry. But in Illinois, in Illinois, are. the rich are paying their fair share, yes, which is the exact same fair share that everybody else is paying. We're all paying what five percent? I think it's, it's just, just a hair. Under. I think it's just under five percent. Yeah, in, it's in four point nine five or state income stupid. taxes. Yeah. Okay, well, five percent of thirty thousand dollars is the same, it, or not the same total, but it is the same percentage as five percent of. $300 million. Yes. You know, ultimately, they're paying different amounts. They're paying their fair share. Yes. So why do we feel the need to increase the taxes on the rich versus the, the I don't want to call them poor, but the, the average, you know, citizen of Illinois? Yeah. And ultimately what it does is it sets it up. For, like I said, it's class warfare. I you, hate it. I hate it. It's not fair. It is the fundamental opposite. It is the fair. most unfair. It is. And here's the deal. But I'm not a billionaire. Nope, I'm not, I'm not either. I'm not loaded. But you know what? Someday I'd like to be. Someday I'd like, like to, to achieve. And you know what? And All you're penalizing me get... and keeping yes. me from doing so. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, it's I know. just, it's it's the jackbooted thugs keeping us down. And hell, every time you jack up the inc uh, taxes... All that happens is people flock to places like Florida and everywhere else. Like we that, haven't had enough of that now. That don't have in state income taxes. Yeah. Look so, at the amount of elected you know, officials that- They all retire to Florida. Exactly. With their pensions. Yes. They take yeah. our money and run to Florida, uh -huh. and we're left holding the bag for it. Mm -hmm. And now, now the state, the governor- you know, the legislature wants us to give them. I mean, Illinois is already one of the highest out-migration states in the country. It's for a reason. And yet, and now what they're going to do is they're going to incentivize doing so for the people that are paying for our roads and our bridges and everything through their taxes. Yes. And we're really going to have potholes that you can fall into. Like we're not losing our cars in them already. Uh, that's my point. Yeah. But anyway. The People's Republic of Illinois. All right. Well, do not vote yes on that progressive tax. Right, it's well, horrible. We're done. We're done with the politics. Are we? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I want to be done with the politics. Did I go off a little bit? A little bit. Was it necessary? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It needs to be said. Okay. If anybody's on the fence and doesn't understand how this is going to screw all of us, then they need to do a little research. I, it, I, I mean, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm on my high horse. I can tell. Yeah, my soapbox is or. I mean, I don't know how you're breathing up there with that, you know, low air pressure. I'm not in Colorado. I mean, you're pretty. Although up, I'd like to pretty, be pretty up on the high horse there. Yeah, I'd like to be. Well, that's a pretty liberal progressive. Got a little cold going too. through the pass. <laughs> a little liberal and progressive there too. Well, yeah, but at least they have. Well, I guess we have pot here. Too. I was gonna say, Jeff, if you're just looking for pot, we've got it here too. Yeah, but God, the taxes. God, what what is pot taxed at? It's like twenty five percent or something I don't stupid. No, I haven't insane. gone to buy any. I haven't either. So there. So then, are you still buying off the black market? I don't have any. Your dog would disagree. That was a while back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying I bought it. I'm saying <laughs> someone bought it. I'll just leave it at that. You know, and that's the funny thing. Um, Law enforcement can direct its correspondence to Jeff. <laughs> knock yourselves out because you ain't going to find any. Had naked gator. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, I, I had a situation pop up on uh, Facebook a while back, speaking of the dreaded Facebook. Oh, my God. Why and one of my friends gave all the symptoms of what their dog had. And I told him, I said, it's marijuana toxicity. 
And like the instant butt hurt about, oh, well, there's no marijuana here. And I'm thinking, guys, it's legal. It's, you know, you don't have to hide. It's it's legal. You can have it. But they don't want to like, <clears throat> out it. And there's maybe, still a stigma. And maybe they work somewhere where they like, you know, could get drug tested. See, that's the thing. You own your business. You're not going to drug test that's yourself. True. That's you true. You know? Yeah. They, they may work somewhere where they probably shouldn't be doing that. It's a valid point. Yeah. Well, on our next episode, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Broccoli Rob from Final Third Cigars. Oh, we're having Broccoli Rob on. On our next episode, we're gonna have Broccoli Rob from broccoli Final Third Rob. Cigars, and he's gonna be on with us as we smoke another selection from the My Monthly Cigars box, and he gives his uh, gives his uh, update of various cigars that he's been smoking throughout the month. Oh, okay, so, cool. You know, I figured it'd be good since the guy's a cigar reviewer. Maybe he actually could come on and review some cigars. Well, anything else for the greater cause here? I, I think I'm done. Okay. Well, we want to thank uh, Jen and Emmanuel Morales well, yeah. for coming on. And, and, and uh, hooking us up with these great yes, cigars. definitely. Final thoughts on your Habano over there? I really enjoyed it. It, uh, Like I said, out of the gate, it had that pepper explosion. Um, and I, I was kind of like, oh. But he even mentioned early on that, you know, that would subside. And it did. And this has just been a really good complex stick. Um, it's paired up nicely with my coffee. I can't say enough good stuff about it. I'm not quite as far along as you are. Yeah, I ended up catching up somewhere along the way. Yeah, I don't, and pushed I don't, ahead. I don't know where that happened, but yeah, I'm down to the uh, down to the final third, finalthirdcigars.com, and um, Rob. you know, I'm down to the broccoli on it. And that doesn't make any sense. You guys get that right? That makes no sense. Why do you got to be such a horse's ass? No, nope, you say that... things all the time that make no sense. Yeah, but my things are funny. You know, we're just making the, it's it's all marketing for broccoli. It's all marketing for Final Third. FinalThirdCigars.com. Exactly. Golly, man. But he'll be on with us Friday. Mm-hmm. I think you As covered we that. As we discussed, yes. <laughs> anyway, um, I will say, man, as I'm into the Final Third of this thing, yeah. the pepper has just ratcheted up. Well, there you go. But you like that. I know, but it's, it's, it's hitting. It's there. It's here, and it is a... This has become a very meaty cigar in the back. The from about the point you get to the halfway point, as you progress all the way to the end of this thing, the 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 boldness and the meatiness of this cigar just continues to ratchet up to where now I'm in the final third of this thing, and uh, oh man, it's a it's a cigar. It's a straight up I, cigar. I would highly encourage folks in the listening audience to reach out and try Morales Cigars. Mm-hmm. MoralesCigars.com. Yep, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, so. I think you'll I think you'll be very happy with these. I really do. I'm looking forward to the Connecticut when they get that up and running this uh, in the final quarter here. Yeah, November ish. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I nice. look forward to trying that. Well, cool. Well, Jeff, unless you have anything else for the uh, the good of the cause. Oh no, I think I'm set. Okay. Well, um, with that, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. Amen. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Everybody, stay safe and stay smoky. Sorry, Dan.